You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. I'm Scott. I'm John. No, John's not here. Aww. It's cool though. That means we get to talk about John. <laughs> we get to make fun of John as much as possible. He'll listen to it and be like, hey guys, it's bad enough that you wrote a bunch of scripts that basically have me as the punchline. Did you uh, have to tell them all about the time I peed in a plant? <laughs> in a closet? The plant wasn't in a closet. The plant was just in... My no, dad's office. No, there was a comma there. In a plant. Comma. In a closet. Comma. Oh, like a list. <laughs> uh, yeah, so John uh, pushed out at the last minute and uh, ruined the site. Yeah, it's Shark Week for John. <laughs> it's John's time of the month. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, it was, I think it's pretty pretty awful of him. We do. Well, I mean, he has done a lot for the site exactly. so far. So, I mean, everyone gets one. Put in a lot of time just... Uh, you know, writing articles and establishing the layouts and doing the graphics and making comics, and doing and comics, content, putting out a lot of content. That's just really how much John cares the about you. The most productive thing that he's done, like, and this isn't even a joke, is deleting the entire website. <laughs> <laughs> like, it happened. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the only one so far to delete the entire website. <laughs> to be fair, though, that cleared out the coding problems that we had and let us like build it anew. Keep an eye on your, keep an eye on your monitor, Scott. To be fair? Yeah. That, that's being fair? It's being fair is that deleting the website was pretty productive. <laughs> For John. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good time. But I mean, but when your largest accomplishment is having deleted the website. What did you, so your, uh, your face is up there in the banner. When you do awesome coding stuff, like, you know, when things go really bad, I delete everything. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really awful now. <clears throat> Several months into the website. Deleting everything? That was almost happening to me uh, today, where I was, like, playing around with Wait, the... Wait, what? Not getting close to deleting the entire website, obviously. But I was playing around with the archives so that we could have, like, the classics, uh, the classic 9 to 5 illustrated strips sort of set apart. To, so, like, re-archive them so that when we start adding on to the new strips, they'll be in different archives. The new strips, you say? The new strips... We can't just casually float that out there. Well, by the time this podcast drops, everyone will be like, oh yeah, the new strips that I've been reading for the past two weeks, hopefully. Or one. One. <laughs> There's either going to be one new strips or four new strips, depending on Sophie's output. Yeah, we might have to register the domain baddudecommander.com. Bad dudes. Comics about the bad dudes. We can, uh, we can do other stuff, though. I can do the art. <laughs> yeah. Because you know how awesome my art is on the website. It's amazing. That's It's great. It's unique, unique. There's definitely a unique web presence there. <laughs> My MS Paint drawings. Yes. Someone, someone told me though that they were like, it's. It looks like a little bit above where you think MS Paint drawings are gonna be. <laughs> like still horrible, still like awful shit. We were like, oh, there's a lot more going on in that picture than I originally thought. I was like, thanks. Take time with my MS Paint drawings. And then I also do Rage comics. Yeah. What? 
No, nothing. I'm not a huge fan of the Rage comics. I don't understand why you're not a huge fan of the Rage comics. It's like the first and only one I posted on Reddit got downvoted to oblivion. It <laughs> <laughs> might be. There's like there's certain ways in. I was reading this Rage comic like a little while ago. There's someone who was like talking about unconsciously doing the Rage faces. <laughs> I find I end up doing it all the time. Exactly like like the, like the teeth clenched and like eh, or the uh, the Jackie Chan like. <laughs> just like, when someone gets really mad, it's like throw my hands up, and they're like, "I'm like, this is not a natural fucking gesture for me to be making." All right, comic books. <laughs> Have you seen Epic Rages? Epic Rages or Rage novels? I think or whatever they're called. There's a subreddit for like, like really long like, rage. Here's comics? the story of my breakup with my girlfriend in a rage comic, but not like an eight panel rage comic, like a like three hundred panel rage comic, like. At that point, why don't you just just make a comic book? Well, you do, but it's just all with rage faces. Sounds awful. They're pretty bad. They're hard to read. Like, like you know, like when a rage comic is more than like eight panels, you're like too long. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I try it. I, I, I give it a shot. Sometimes I'll get to panel fourteen and be like, "Whoa, those word balloons are on the wrong side." <laughs> I don't know who's talking anymore because people fucking don't know how to make comics. Downvote. Exactly. Well, but it's like uh, dog fort. Like, okay, but Dog Fort's amazing. <laughs> don't don't you mix up Dog Fort with Rage Faces? They're definitely they're in the same fucking family of comics. No, dude. no. I've, have you ever tried to make a Dog Fort comic? Yes. Liar. <laughs> I totally haven't. It's really hard. I made a really popular Rage comic <laughs> once and did not link or mention the site. Such a moron. Can you just put one of the guys in a nine to five dot cc t shirt? Yeah, just like a, a logo in the bottom or something. Final final hit count I think was three hundred thousand. Good times. So stupid. <laughs> I was like, but it was felt like it was it was weird because I was like, it felt like the comic was so half-assed that I wasn't even like really proud of it. You don't really read a lot of rage comics, do you? No, I know they're really half-assed, but it wasn't even like that funny. Like, it was just you don't like, really read a lot of rage comics, do you? you? Only read the front page of rage. Even then, even then, twenty percent are funny. Oh God, wise are horrible. Reading. I don't know if you do you read Rage comics. You just it's making up stuff now. Oh God, why is like have you seen Oh God, why comics? Oh God, why it's a new ending of a comic, right? Because there's always like the ending of the comic that's. I'm just trendy. I want to just bef- before we get into this, I want to go off on a small tangent that a right. lot of people I've spoken to about the the podcast that we're doing okay. have commented to me that sometimes it feels like we're talking about a very small subsect of what people are interested in in the real world. But and we're on the it, internet, so it's a good thing. And that they have a lot of fun listening to it, but they have no idea what we're talking about a lot. So I'm thinking, oh God, why Rage Comics on Reddit really going to help us break through that glass ceiling? But... Carry F- on. F7U12 is like the most viewed subreddit. If we break into F7U12 as no, a podcast... Fun, funny is the most... No. Yes. Well, no, it has the most subscribers. Yes. F7U12 has more views. It's, it's almost on the stats. How is that even possible? It's absurd. I think it's because F7U12.com is a website that is just a mirror of the um, like of the subreddit. So the website just counts as views as it looks yeah. at everything? Yeah. I think that, that might be why. That's but really anyway, broken. Anyway, Oh God, Why is an ending to a rage comic. Where it's like a guy looking horrified and, and just says like, oh God, why? And it's people sharing these really, really embarrassing stories from their childhood. 
like uh like you know like one of them is just sort of like a kid who was going and potty training and whatever else and he was taught by his parents to fold the toilet paper up into like a nice square before wiping you know like so you don't just like crumple it up you use use less paper and he's like he folded it up into a perfect square and was so proud of himself he just fucking ran into the living room while his mom was having a tupperware party still was shit on his ass whatever and was like look mom look at this square look at how good it's gonna fucking wipe and like wiped his ass in front of his mom and her tupperware party and we're all like you're a bad mom <laughs> and he was like you know it's like him thinking back to it being like oh god why just horrible i was with you but right up until the very end i thought the comic was by the mom sure <laughs> they should they should i should just fucking go into go into the rage comics and just start like demanding that the mom no, just re- re- respond re- just reposting them just having another like another frame of like the mom being like oh god why underneath the kid being oh god why yeah, there's another one of, like where a guy, like kid, like shoved his hand down his pants while he was meeting his kindergarten teacher for the first time just to scratch. You know, whatever. So you don't have any embarrassing stories like that from your childhood? I, I really don't. Not that I recall. I, I thought I was like, man, like a front page with the weird. Like I think I shit myself or something as a kid, but it wasn't like it was just like running to the bathroom, having to go, and like waiting too long because I was having too much fun doing something else. I think it was at my friend's house. Well, that's that's good. But it's not. It's not like super embarrassing like, I think like everybody shits themselves once in a while no I was potty trained <laughs> you're never having so much fun that you forgot to take a shit Scott <laughs> now that we're away from reddit we've got real accessible <laughs> I'm trying to think I'm, I'm shitting in, ourselves no I, I don't think I ever uh, did you ever no. pee yourself no like not out of like fear or like no actually I think like now Going to the washroom is is where I get me time. I got a lot of comic books in there and magazines. <laughs> and... So if you like, even have like the slightest urge to do anything, you're like, yeah, I'll do it. Fuck, I'm gonna take take five, yeah. take five from life in the yeah, bath. Just... Yeah, I kind of look forward to it. It's uh, it's it's relaxing. I've been trying, and I, I'm trying to think back, and I think it's always kind of been that way. This is like when you're like growing up and stuff like that. I have to take a dump. Wee. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it was maybe ADD or some shit that was just like... <laughs> I have to take a dump. The sun is really hot. No, but like, <laughs> I remember, on it's, it's the, it was the one time, where, and I remember like it ended the um, six years between me and my brother. So when I was like six or seven or something, he would have been like 12 or 13 being like, and I think he was maybe a closeted homosexual, my brother. And, and he's out now, right? No, he's married to his second wife. Anyway... Oh. And he had, um, Awkward. there was like two bathrooms in the house and like my mom was in one and he was in the other one. And I had like waited like that, like I need to go within the next couple of minutes, which still happens as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I was on the Metro, <laughs> we're just sort of like, we got to get the fuck well, off. We'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> which I mean like still happens in adult years. So like clearly happened when I was like fucking six or seven. And was just like ran downstairs, was like pounding on the door, pounding on the door, pounding on the door, and I think I had diarrhea or something, and I just shot myself. Not like horribly, it wasn't like fucking streaks down the legs or anything, but it was enough to like be like fucking in my pants and make me cry. And my mom was like, "Why didn't you just let him in?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like my brother was probably masturbating or something. That would have been really awkward. <laughs> this is me busting in. All right, so um, I'm gonna bring Keith back to poop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keith and I, episode five. Keith's Poop girlfriend, cast. my then girlfriend, now wife, Ooh. all on the metro together. Yep. 
We're 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 going to have a classy night. We were going to the uh, when the museums were staying open late. Then we yep. went to go see. Uh, we we're going to go see the Musée des Beaux Arts here in Montreal. Yeah. And we're dressed well. Yeah, shirts and ties. Heck yes. All fancy looking. Yeah. Halfway there. I really had to take shit. So it was just sort of like, sorry guys, go on ahead. And I fucking got off the metro stop. And because John lives near a metro, just fucking like called him up real quick. I knew he was home because he works works nights from his house. And he doesn't go out. And well, yeah, but I mean, but he's also working nights from his house. And it was just sort of like, John, John, pick up the phone, make pick up the phone. Okay. All right, John, fucking open the door. I really need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Ran into his house, fucking took the worst shit in the world. And then I was like, thanks, John, bye. <laughs> and he's like, thanks for stopping by. And it was like, apparently the bathroom was like a horror zone for like another hour after that. <laughs> it was good times. And this was like when you were, this was like 10 years ago? No, wait, no, this was... Two years ago, maybe. This was like a year ago. No, two years ago. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't do uh I'm sure I'd already been moved into my new place. No. We didn't do Nuit Blanche that last year. And so it was the year before that. So it was at least a year and a half to two years ago. Because I don't know when they do it. When did they do it? February, maybe? March? It wasn't that cold. Anyway. No, I mean, we were dressed up. We didn't need snowsuits or anything. Yeah, but we needed coats. We definitely needed coats. There was snow on the ground. Well, yeah. they do it in the wintertime. Ah, so, Scott, reading any uh, comics that are not Rage comics? Uh, yeah. Um, I have been reading... It's the comic Animal that you Man. that you that you made up last time. I don't know if you saw that. That you were yeah. not. Uh, was it fucking the comic that you were reading from the, the people that did Mouse Guard? Oh, the Secret Origins. Yeah, but you were wrong. Arcadia Press. Yeah, but it wasn't. Uh, you wrote like Secret History or something, and it's like Secret Origins. You said it on the podcast. If you go back and listen to it, you were talking about the like the Marvel Secret History or Secret Origins. It's one or the other. You misnamed it. It was hilarious. I'm still reading that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a long. It's it's an omnibus, so that one yeah, that one's yeah. taking me forever, and it's in the washroom, and I really don't have to poop that much. So, mm. um, I'm reading a lot of cross-gen comics lately, cross-gen. a lot of old cross-gen comics. Okay. Cross-gen comics was a publishing company that started up in 2000, 2001. They okay. only lasted a couple of years, but they brought on a lot of big names. The name rings a bell, but like uh, Mark Wade okay. uh, wrote for them a lot. They did a. Do they have a big hit? Like. Well, the whole universe was kind of a big hit. They wrote comics like Sigil, Scion, Meridian, uh, Ruse was one of the comics that they did. Um, one of the things that they did was really stay away from superheroes okay. and, and have very different genre comics. Yeah, but did they have, like, were they still heroic, like make detectives? Or yeah, whatever? yeah. It was, uh, the Ruse was very much uh, set in a Victorian era. Okay. And it's a Sherlock Holmesian type of right. mystery. Like, but why? Which, like, I you, all those comics you named, I did not fucking know what any of them were. But I know CrossGen for some reason. Because CrossGen very famously flamed out and went out of business a couple years later. Was it because they were like creator owned and then publishing comics once every six months? No, no, their their publishing was okay. was dead on. They were very forward thinking. They had um, very good writers come on. Couldn't have been that forward thinking, or otherwise they would have fucking still been around very forward thinking in terms of art okay. very backwards thinking in terms of running a company yeah. um, they had a lot of good writers and a lot of new artists so okay. guys like Greg Land who is famous for tracing porn stars in all of his comics yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 
Brandon Choi, um, Jackson Juice or Butch Juice. Lots of lots of good artists were working for them. Um, very good printing quality. Okay. Uh, good writers. Um, they started doing comics on the web before yep. anyone. Like really good readable comics on the web for a subscription fee. Yeah. And then they went bankrupt. 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 I mean bankrupt. Yeah, well, why? Yeah, back why? to embarrassing stories. We'll get to that. Why they go bankrupt? Um, because their publisher, editor-in-chief um, owner, Mark Alisi, was apparently a tyrant. Okay. And would send stuff back for like little rewrites or rejectful yeah, yeah. comics for little problems in the backgrounds. Okay. And he also didn't pay his writers and artists per page. Okay. He paid they were them. salaried. Flat salary. Okay. So. And they had them all work in the same studio. It's a very different way of working, producing comics. Well, they went different at the time. That's different like old, at the time. It's old timey, right? Basically. No, no. Even then, even old Marvel stuff was was page rates. Uh, no, but I know, but in terms of having everybody in the studio at the same time, that was how the studios used to be run. Mar- Marvel did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it happened, but he salaried them. They like they had to be there. Marvel had the bullpen, but a lot of the artists still would work at home and FedEx their pages. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, went bankrupt, and all the properties went up on sale. Okay. Disney bought a couple of the properties. Okay. Marvel Disney bought Marvel, yeah. and now CrossGen, a couple of the ones that Disney owns, are coming out again on Marvel. So they're just like re-releasing them, or like or, no brand or new stories. Re- that's what's using the properties. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I've been reading the old ones. I have tons and tons of trades and just been ripping through them. I think That's I've read 12 trades by yeah, the last two weeks. I read uh, Swamp Thing 1. <laughs> uh, New 52. New 52, because we're talking with Yannick Pocket on Saturday. We might be trying to hook him up for the for the show, and I felt like when you're sitting there like chatting up a guy for like 15, 20 minutes, you're like... I have a contact for you from D.C., their marketing person. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were saying... But either way, it was just kind of like sitting there and being like, yeah, yeah, I better, I'm going to buy your stuff. He did a bunch of G.I. Joe stuff for yeah, Devil's Do. He did a bunch of, he worked with, um, he did Transmet too. He did a, did a series of Transmetropolitan. With Ellis? Yeah. He did. Uh, really? I thought that was all Derek. No. If it was like a, it's a, like a spinoff though. I don't know if it's in, the, or maybe, is it Transmet or 100 Bullets? Might be 100 Bullets. I get them confused. Um, he worked with Ellis. Did he work with Ellis on G.I. Joe? No. Alice no, we worked with Alice and Batman Inc. Did Alice do Batman Inc.? Who did Batman Inc.? Morrison. Morrison. That's what I'm thinking That's of. Grant Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was because that's we, we, we got into a conversation about Grant Morrison, and he was talking about how different working on Swamp Thing is. I don't know who wrote Swamp Thing. I could go over there and check it. Who wrote Swamp Thing? I don't know. I'm not reading it. Fine. I mean, I go and look. You're I reading could, it? Yeah, I know, but I just read books by people you don't know who they're reading? Really? You're still really not holding hard. a microphone. I tried really, really hard to remember. Is it Scott? Yeah, Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder wrote something. Like, and no, I was you, like, you got your comic autograph. I got my comic autograph by him. I was like, okay, I'll pick them up. And he was like, you want them signed? I was like, well, I do now that you asked. Did not really want them signed. No, I did. They were fun. Anyhow. Yeah, and he was talking about the difference because apparently he's way more, uh, like, Scott Snyder's like, okay, what do you want to do on this page? Like they like have like phone calls and like and like back and forth and just being like, oh yeah, that could be a splash and like we'll do this and we'll do that and it's like a lot more collaborative. Or apparently Morrison is like 
The first panel is this location. It's this color, this and this. This is seen sitting on the desk and talking to this. Next panel is this. And, like, three-quarters of the page is taken up by this image with this and this. Like, he, like... Structured. Super, super, super structured. And he's like, and... He's like, at the same time, and Morrison is open to, to feedback and interpretation. He's not like, it has to be this way or whatever. If you're like, oh, can we do this? He's like, sure. But I guess he, he he's worked with so many artists where he's like, I'll just provide them with everything, if they're like Marco Djurjevic's or whatever. It's like that. <laughs> just like, okay, Grant, done exactly the way you say. Or, but he's like, he's open to feedback, and apparently he's not a tyrant to work with, but he just provides everything that's in his head, I guess, in case the artist doesn't. That's that's two different types of, of scripts. There's yeah. the classic scripts where you provide full finished scripts yeah. with instructions to the artist on what goes where. Mm-hmm. And the other style, um, which you were saying Scott Snyder was talking about, yeah. is, is what's usually known as the Marvel style, yeah. where the writer will write a plot, mm-hmm. give it to the artist, who will write who will draw 22 pages of art and then the artist will give it back to the writer who will then script the pictures that have been drawn well I think the I think the way uh, the way Paquette was saying is that I guess Snyder's somewhere in between because he would still have like dialogue beats like set Mm -hmm. up being like we need to deal with this conversation that happens like how's it going to go down you know so I think that they I think it's more that they almost like writer writer writes a plot and I think they go panel by panel as like over the phone Okay. Like so, it's I think a little more more collaborative than just being like draw whatever. And uh, yeah, he, and he was saying that he's like he's like, I he apparently couldn't even tell you which one was uh, was better. Like he's like they're they're super super different in terms of in terms of that. But apparently also even from what you were saying, like writing a full script and stuff. Like uh, Pocket was saying that it's what Morrison does is still so much more than what almost any other writer does. Like, it's, like, every fucking detail imaginable that he's thought of is in there. Like, instead of, like, he's in his apartment, like, he's in his apartment, and there's a plant on the left, and there's the picture that's there, and, like, whatever. Like... It's very, it's very old school. Old school DC is, is very much like that. Oh, yeah, well, I, was, I was reading an article by uh, Jim Shooter, okay. who is a writer and was editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics in the 70s and 80s. Right. And he was saying that in like, three or four years ago, he did a run on... Legion of Superheroes. Okay. And he would write full finished scripts with full details and stuff that had to be in all the panels. Yeah. And would get different pages back from his artist and he found it very frustrating. He's I like, can imagine. Like He's like, I'm if you want to write in the Marvel way, we can do that, but I'm giving you full finished scripts. Yeah. And the stuff I'm writing isn't just suggestions. Like it, it's plot points. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I can imagine too, especially with um with guys like uh like pe- people who have like multiple monthlies, writers that have multiple who are writing multiple scripts a month. If they're like the collaborative shit is kind of fun, but then it's just sort of like, okay, I wrote this script yesterday, full script, sent it off, and then this artist comes back to me like two or three weeks later, being like, "How we change this?" And you're like, "What?" Because you've already like moved on to like two different projects and all that shit and stuff that's important. And yeah. oh, I left this thing out. Oh. oh no, that's why I'm a big I'm a big fan of like permanent writer artist duos or even I just not permanent but like so it's good good collabs yeah, people yeah. that choose to work together yeah exactly. like oh yeah. Like, well Bendis and Malieve <laughs> they, they like each other they're, they're a good, good duo even I guess, well, I mean Chris I was, Claremont and John Byrne we were, we were uh, I think was, I assume it was you and me <laughs> I was like I don't really have common conversations with anyone else but we were saying that like maybe Tim Sale 
is a lot more like of an impact than we thought he was. Because everything Jeff Loeb has written without Tim Sale is He's almost com- unreadable. Complete garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Tim Sale is like, yeah, you know, just Jeff right, so, so Batman, Batman is going to, there's going to be a killer, there's going to be a killer, and it's not, it's not the calendar, man. Um, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. <laughs> you good, Tim? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll start it. writing that. I got Drawing it. that. This is, um... Put the put the joke in it. Flying a plane. <laughs> what? Just do it. I'm on Lost. <laughs> I'm writing Lost right now. <laughs> Just imagine him. Polar bears. Guys, guys, guys. Hulk. Wait for it. Red. Wait for it. Nuclear. What? Red Hulk. I can't believe every time I go to a fucking comic <laughs> shop and I see that they're still making issues, I'm like, what? going on he's in siberia or something like right now or like red hulk yeah he's he's on the avengers <laughs> he's... like it's so ridiculous like it's i, I would almost red she hulk's in the defenders new new new, new title coming out from marvel oh, red she hulk fuck my life you know who red she hulk is who betty ross is it yes wow so and 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 red hulk is it's thunderbolt general right? ross that's so stupid they're hulks. They're hulks now, and also, but Red Hulk was a fucking like slut too. At least when I read, like, yep. <laughs> isn't Betty Ross dead? <sighs> <laughs> isn't General Ross dead? No, like I, I would even, even I could even get behind. Like the biggest biggest problem with Red Hulk for me is the fact that it like the angrier Hulk gets, the hotter he gets. No, that's not even the problem. The problem is, is no, that that's pretty dumb. It's they just fuck around so much in the comic, which isn't really an issue because the comic doesn't fucking take itself seriously enough to like really care about the fact that it's fucking around. But the problem is, is that Marvel's the shared universe. Like if Red Hulk was just a standalone, I'd be like, great. They're just fucking around with like a lot of traditional Hulk tropes, and they're just being fucking goofy as fuck and whatever else like that. But they're like, no, everything that happens in Red Hulk happens in the universe. So it's like, whatever, Red Hulk killed this guy. He's dead now. Gold Helicarrier was like a major fucking thing coming out. Whatever, Hulk smashed it. No more Gold Helicarrier. Like, what? He, he threw Thor to the moon. <laughs> he threw Thor to the moon. Then he came back by holding on to Mjolnir. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it would be like, what if the Hulk was red? Go. That'd be fine. Now, Red Hulk as a concept? Sounding kind of dumb, making a lot of fun of it. Yep. Um, Kevin Smith is a comic book writer currently. Mm-hmm. Kind of dumb, easy to make fun of. Right. I think if we put them together, we get Hamlet. <laughs> You're if like Kevin Smith gets handed the fucking reins of Red Hulk, it's gonna like be the be, best comic be book ever. It's gonna be the new Dark Knight. I don't understand, honestly. I, I mean, obviously, he doesn't listen to our podcast yet. Yet, but if he did, that's my big issue. Is when we inevitably get famous, we shrag on a lot of celebrities. Like I'm like, man, Scott Kurtz and fucking Chris Straub, you fucking hate Scott Kurtz. We're yeah, gonna go to yeah. Penny Arcade. We're gonna meet him. I'm gonna be like, oh, it's awesome, whatever. And he's gonna be like, oh yeah, I know you guys. You're you're a little guy and a big guy duo, eh? One of your names <laughs> starts with the K, and the other one's named Scott. It's gonna fuck us up. He's gonna be like, I'm gonna call fucking. You Penny. know what the difference is? I'm a big guy named Scott. Works on a podcast. Yeah. Web comics. I, I think Derek Robertson's a really nice guy, and I'd recognize him in a car. 
I really, really hope that we somehow get famous and you can have this argument with Scott Kurtz. Chris Straub and I will eat nachos and watch. Uh, Scott Kurtz will also eat nachos. <laughs> all, the, all of our nachos will be like, you asshole. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Red Hulk, Kevin Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Smith. So, he's getting stoned all the time. More stoned than he's probably been. Well, more stoned than he's definitely ever been in his mm-hmm. life, right? Yeah. And makes no bones about it. Um, I don't know if you... Did you read the Jay and Silent Bob comics? Or the Clerks comics that he did with, like, Mafood? A little bit. Like... I read I read the Lost Chapter. Lost Chapter is the only one you didn't do with Mafood, you asshole. Huh. Anyway, the initial Clerks comic books and then the Clerks uh, holiday special... Do you think Jim Mafood's really mad at Kevin Smith for not being a huge stoner when they were working together? That's so weird. <laughs> Kevin Smith, all right! We're going to fucking get blazed! Blood, and no, and the, the, the stoner thing's a shtick. Like, I don't actually don't actually get stoned. Okay. I guess so. <laughs> fucking ten years later. I'm as I've ever been in my life. Fuck it's it, okay, though, because I'm creative when I'm doing it. Sometimes I get high and I write stuff, and it's like elves... It's like magical creativity else. But fucking Mafood's like, you know what I had to do when fucking Kevin Smith turned out not to be a stoner? I had to write a goddamn comic called Marijuana Man. This is like you, Marley. <laughs> I was like, Kevin Smith's not a real stoner. Ziggy Marley is yes. definitely a real stoner. I haven't picked up Marijuana Man yet, but I mean, I've seen some of the art and like, it seems absurd. And like, I listened to a fanboy radio podcast yeah. where they interviewed... Jim Mafood mm-hmm. talking about Marijuana Man. <laughs> was he really stoked for it? <laughs> he was so happy it was coming out. <laughs> These guys are like Dallas-Fort Worth Texans okay. who talk about comic books. And they right. did not have a whole lot to say about Jim Ziggy Marley, Jim Mafood, nah, Marijuana nice. Man. I'm going to have Jim Mafood on the show. <laughs> yeah, we should. He doesn't know, but when he comes to Montreal, which will be never, because he doesn't like Canada. That's not true. Why, we have some of the best weed. I know, but America, he lives in California, right so California kind of takes the cake. No, no, no. Uh, from what I've heard, I don't smoke pot. No, Montreal definitely has the best weed. Vancouver is a close second. Maybe California. Maybe because California because it's so prevalent, right? Just yeah, it's easy everywhere. to get it. You just but don't. it's like American beer. Like, sure, it's cheap, and there's a lot of it, but... Eh. Nah. <laughs> Anyhow... So, Kevin Smith should go back to fucking writing comic books from his intellectual properties. Like, because I think that his level of stoneness right now would be great on a clerk's. Fucking collaborate with Jim Mafood. You guys can smoke yourselves stupid together. Fucking put out amazing comic books that would be, like, based on stoner comedy. Like, fuck, not Batman. <laughs> like, like it's, it's, that's what I'm saying is I don't think that he can't write stoned. I just don't think he can write Batman stoned. Like, With the the world's greatest detective, yeah, the the details, the minutia, the attention that it takes to be Batman, yeah. that it takes to be Batman, not inviting a serial killer into the Batcave. It's <laughs> yeah. a quite long silence here. We're pensively discussing the widening jar, which John's going to read, and he's going to review drunk. Oh man, <laughs> he should read sober though. No. Get drunk and then review. I think, yeah, maybe that's a good call. So, um. On video. Yes, make it a video review. I was talking about that in the, um. The, because uh, I wrote the blog post for the last, the last 9 to 5 Classic Illustrated mm-hmm. comic. I wrote the blog post yesterday and was like, videos, we need to have more videos. 
because yeah, right now we have two videos. Yeah. And one, one of them is me taking a poop. <laughs> one video is the girls going crazy. The other video is you pooping with the door open. Fuck yeah. This is all right. Yeah, no. And the videos are just, it's not that they're hard, but it's just with the podcast editing and everything else. I just have very little time and I need to, I need to make the time, figure it out. Because the podcast editing is getting a little bit easier, and especially now that we have less audio issues. Uh, playing any video games, Scott? Um, I just played, actually last night I spent three hours playing EA Sports Fight Night 3 for the Xbox. Was it good? Yeah, it's a fun game. It's got interesting dynamics, but the what reason I played it... What is it, it like Fight Night? Is boxing. It like boxing, yeah. I mean. Because George, uh, Joe Frazier just died. Mm-hmm. Smoking Joe Frazier. Mm. You know who else died? Heavy D. Do you know who else died? What, there's a third? Yeah, yeah. Always three. It's always three. The fucking... Ah, uh, what's the goddamn name? Guy's name? Uh, family Circus Artist. Oh, yeah. The guy who draws Family Circus. Yeah, the guy who's Family Circus. You know Family Circus? Bottom right-hand corner, ready, to, waiting to suck and ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the worst syndicated comic since Garfield. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Family Circus and Garfield. I think... I think Ruining he... comedy. I think he might, uh, I think it was the longest running ever. That was actually still written by him, right? Because Schultz... Schultz died. Schultz died and also had was not writing Peanuts for, it was all ghostwritten, right? Like, for I think the last, like, ten years or whatever. I mean, and in fact, it's still running. It's all still ghostwritten. <laughs> but he, he, like, only a certain period of the Schultz stuff, or the Peanuts, was actually written by Schultz. It was actually done, done. Keen? Bill? Bean. Bill? Bill Levine? Bill Keen, Bill Dean, Bill, Bill Keen, Bill Dean. I will write the correct name in the in the blog. But yeah, no. So it's How do we not know the name of the writer of the <laughs> Family, Family Circus? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! Family Circus sucks so bad. But nonetheless, still Even, fun. Like there are so many people that try to make it funny with dark humor and black comedy. And yeah. Even most of them fail. Like it's so unfunny that funny people fail. And making it funny. And making it funny. There was a there was a Sean Baby thing about that, right? There was like a Sean Baby, and it, and it just got to being is like Sean Baby's still writing. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's, he's a crack writer now. Like, is he still writing though? Just because he submitted a couple articles to Crack. To oh, I don't think he's writing regularly, but I think he's still writing. Man. He's member member of the Internet Laser Squad. <laughs> I don't know if you know if you remember that. Host is fruit pies. But do you know the Internet Laser Squad? Exactly. Where it was the um, the American Film Institute released the top 100 film, or funniest films of all time, and they were like, "What? They're like all these films are about cross-dressing and were made in the 60s." There's <laughs> 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 like three of them where there was like Glenn or Glenda, like some like it hot, and like Tootsie, Tootsie, <laughs> like they were all so, like all like top 20. <laughs> like, what the fuck, American Film Institute? <laughs> so they were like, "Man, they wait, were... wait, whoa, 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 cross-dressing's whoa. kind of funny. Cross-dressing is kind of funny. That's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's certainly in the the tried and tested wealth of comedy. Like yeah, if, let's let's not throw cross dressing as comedy. I'm gonna I'm gonna here. lay down a gauntlet and being like the person who has the wispiest thinnest mustache at the end of November should have a comic about cross dressing about them, made about them. <laughs> <laughs> like of the, of the three of us of the John Scott Keith wispiest thinnest mustache cross dressing comic in January. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are in agreement with that challenge. Yep. Especially John. Especially I'm John, John, and you're angry. I'm feeling too sick. But fuck him. And like the best part, <laughs> the worst part, I'm feeling too sick, I can't come, guy. We have Sophie fucking coming in from Toronto. He's like, I'm too sick to come. 
did not even suggest like trying to like patch himself in for at least the script the writing web conference. Yeah, like an asshole. He's and, not very good with computers, though. And Stu, his solution to things is delete the website. <laughs> He's uh, not feeling very good. I'm just gonna go delete the website. <laughs> so this also sucks when we're only fucking two people. Because I'm like, I'm gonna go up and get beer. Scott, tell an anecdote. All right. Um, we were talking about embarrassing children stuff. There was something that you said I was going to come back to. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. Yes. Bankrupt. Embarrassing childhood stories. When I was little and I was learning to talk, I had a speech impediment and I could not pronounce the letter R. And I went to speech therapy and I had to learn how to pronounce the letter R. But before that happened... That's adorable. So it'd be therapy. Therapy. Before that happened, (laughs) I would be asked by my parents to come out while they had guests over. And they were like, Scott, I want you to meet my friends, so-and-so and so-and-so. Would you tell them, rascally rabbit? That's cruel. So I'm like three years old, and I would say, rascally rabbit. And they would laugh, and I wouldn't understand why. That's harsh as fuck. That was my upbringing. <laughs> your father sat you in the Bruins and really, And really, just fucking... Elmer Fudd. Not not John F. Kennedy. No, Elmer Fudd. Yeah, no, you could have just been like... I don't know, what's a famous JFK quote? Ask not you can do for your country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could have just said, like, chowder. Chowder. <laughs> Alucard at the Boston Garden. No, no, they went... Uh, Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd. That's harsh. Brutal. Hit of a lisp, speech impediment. Yep. Huh. It's really easy for me to slip back into not pronouncing the letter R. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it has to, doesn't it have to, don't speech impediments have to do with the way your, uh, like, mouth is formed? So, you have well, to... I mean, my mouth is obviously different now than it was when I was three. I no, lost but all sure. those teeth. Because <laughs> that's what happens when you're a baby. You lose your baby teeth. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. I need to get on that. Losing teeth. I don't know. I'm trying to figure if I had a speech impediment. The only the only thing that my parents just sort of like cruelly corrected from me was the fact that I was ambidextrous as a child, and my dad was just sort of like, "No, you're right-handed." Like if saw me coloring or whatever with the left hand, he'd be like, "Wrong," and like take the pencil out of my hand and put it in my right hand and be like, "That's fucking." Well, yeah, you can't be writing with the devil's hand. It was super weird though, and it, and then just like and some stuff. Uh, I guess as a result of that. Like, I shoot pool left-handed, and I shoot a gun, like a rifle, cock a rifle left-handed. And it's, that doesn't make any sense, but it feels awkward. It feels like, if I were to try to shoot a gun right-handed, it feels like writing with my left hand. Like, you know, I mean, you, like if you hold a hockey stick, the, like mm-hmm. I hold a hockey stick right-handed. Really? I, I shoot left, and I'm a switch hitter playing baseball. That's crazy. No, I, I bat. What's this? Well, I shoot a hockey stick left. Yeah. I don't shoot guns. <laughs> Shoot guns. What is what is batting this way? Tuck ball coming here. Step up to the play on the left side. Is that left-handed or right-handed? That's right-handed. Okay, so I hit a baseball, right-handed. Catch, yeah, catch obviously correctly because I throw right-handed also. Right. Yeah, it's fucking weird though. Like just and just some things. I guess I guess stuff that I didn't learn to do as a kid, like shooting a gun <laughs> or shooting pool. Like my brain just like reverted to left. Like I played hockey as a kid. Learned hockey playing like. Right, baseball, whatever, all right-handed, and then teenage years sort of hooked up, being like shoot pool, and it was like, Ugh. and then like you skate goofy, yeah, and I skate skate goofy, and I snowboard goofy, and again that only only did that in teenage years because I skied prior to that, 
and only obviously not obviously but only started skateboarding when I was in like grade six or whatever so like 12 or 13 so like That's stuff weird. I didn't learn developmentally my brain like flips into lefts but my That's father, really weird because I do I, I like playing hockey with a, a straighter blade because I do like to switch if I need to I switch it playing baseball I skate switch I snowboarded switch yeah I can't like I can't even slap shot like a, like a slap shot on my left I'd be like and like fucking like would probably miss the pavement like well, I've, I've seen you play hockey not that great on your right either it's true it's a fact <laughs> you're good go fun I learned how to play D fucking retards uh, that's a no word it's true we didn't swear as nearly as much on this podcast as we did on last night's podcast very excited such a good podcast <laughs> <laughs> Although the only thing, the good thing about that podcast, though, is that it... Um, really? We can just talk this podcast about the other podcast? <laughs> Fine, I won't talk about the other podcast. I'm playing Valkyria Chronicles 2 on the PSP. Um, it's really Japanese. Like, it's super Japanese. So what video games are you playing? Valkyria Chronicles 2! What system? PSP! Alright. The worst, I have a... Every day I have a first world problem because of the PSP. Because I'm just sort of... <laughs> Every damn day. <laughs> Every damn day. Every damn day I fucking boot up the PSP and I'm like, I'm playing it and I do something really cool. Like I, I get an A plus on five missions or some shit. And I'm just sort of like, that's got to be an achievement. Oh, it's on the PSP. There's no achievements on the PSP. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm disappointed that I'm not getting awarded make-believe points. I'm just playing a game to win it. What the fuck's the point? <laughs> And I'm like, how come I have this thought? I used to think achievements were the stupidest thing in the whole wide world. Still do, in theory, but I want my gamer want score them. to be higher. <laughs> Whoever invented achievements is a goddamn genius. And just sort of like, you beat the game, but you didn't really beat the game. You only got 30% of the trophies. Get back in there. Okay. We have some of these trophies that you can only get online. Fuck you. Well, like that's... I'm trying to think. That must have been Donkey Kong Country. I think it was Nintendo that created achievements. Really? Because... Essentially, you beat a level in Donkey Kong Country, and then it would go, "Congratulations, you beat the level, thirty-five percent." No, you'd no, have no, to no. go I mean, back and get a bananas. Lot of, a lot of games had that before Donkey Kong Country. Before Donkey Kong Country, I think even some NES games had that. Like I remember everything, everything on the PlayStation One had it. Like okay, that, but that's Donkey Kong Country, Super Nintendo. So had the like you no even Super Mario, Super Mario World, Super Mario World was a launch title, and it would tell you you didn't get all the fucking levels. You've only done X percent of the game. Like, you didn't head up into the fucking sky level. Super Mario okay, World Okay, but those, l- those are different levels. Donkey Kong Country was bananas. Yeah. There was no point to bananas. Bananas didn't help you in the game. Yeah. But, this, but, I mean, but there's, like, the, like, there's the ten levels in Mario, Super Mario World that you don't even need to fucking beat to beat the game. Okay, but that's gameplay stuff. I guess so. But, and I think, the, I think the Princess Peach coins did nothing, too. I mean, other than give you lives, but the bananas gave you lives. Like yeah, if you get a hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's the five coins, five Princess Peach coins in every Super Mario World level, which other than other than if you get all five of them, they become Yoshi coins or whatever the fuck it is. Like it, there's it, Super Mario World ha- definitely had it. Maybe not to the element same level that Donkey Kong had, but Super Mario World definitely fucking had it. Hmm. But either way, that stuff didn't bother me. It's the the fact that oh, man, that bugged my sisters. They would go after those damn bananas. <laughs> yeah, but. They were completists. Achievements, though, are, are something different, right? Because you can complete a game 100% and not have all the, all the trophies or all the achievements, right? Yeah. Which, which I think is really dumb. 
Like, there shouldn't be, a, like, uh, playing Brutal Legend or whatever. You can beat the game 100%, have all the items, f- beat all the bosses, found all the fucking statues and everything else like that. But did you do a 500-foot jump in the car? What? No, that... Nobody in the game ever told me to. Shh, probably should have. That's an achievement. You're like, what the fuck is that? Like, all right, so then we're into what? Tony Hawk? Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Tony Hawk. I think Tony Hawk is the one that, like set the standard for really fucking weird achievements and stuff. And just achievements in general. You didn't hit ten people with tomatoes in Barcelona. (laughs) I love that. I told you that when I was (laughs) in Barcelona, I just could not... Like, it's so much. There's just certain elements that are just exactly like from the game. I'm like, I could grind that. (laughs) Just like, Sarah's like, enjoy the fucking trip. We're in Barcelona. Yeah, but if you come fucking barreling down the Ramblas and you fucking launch yourself into there, you can grind on the ship. (laughs) What ship? That one. (laughs) That boat right there. You could go on it. It's hard to get to, but if you pick up enough speed. (laughs) Like, fuck. Let's go on the gondolas. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but, yeah, achievements. Um, the part that makes that's, them... That's obviously what? PlayStation Network, Xbox Live. Uh, yeah, it was Xbox Live that started it. The Rechivo was in Xbox before, uh, before PlayStation. Yeah. And it's it's the fact that they're also shared publicly and there's a score. So that someone can, uh, like... You can look at my profile and see that I'm like a level 8 or a level 9 star gamer. And there's just something about that that I'm like, I obviously want that number to be higher. I want strangers to look at me and know I'm good at things. Like, it's just, it's fucking stupid. You should get a t-shirt made that says, I'm good at things. <laughs> I'm good at things. Yeah. No, and it's hey, just... Hey, you, I don't know you, but read this. You're good at things? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. It's, it's... Retarded. I hate them, and I hate the fact Still that I, a no word. I hate achievements, and I hate trophies, but I want them so badly. Mm. And then when there's things that you do that aren't achievements, like you're like, you're like, that was amazing. Why wasn't that an achievement? Like, like putting all your grenades under the puma. Yeah, and blowing it up onto the Wait, the, the warthog. <laughs> the warthog. What was the? Uh, yeah, there was a there was a thing online, um, you know, on the internet. They were... I've heard about it. Yeah, it's a big place. Oh, did you hear about the weight of the internet? Just no. The, the internet, on the whole, because the internet is nothing, right? It's just everything is... Technically, all the data is all so, stored on servers and whatever else. Mm-hmm. But there is a weight to, like, protons and electrons firing and electrical currents and, and all that stuff. So the internet, as... Without server and data and all that stuff, just the, the process of the transfer of data... The entire internet weighs about as much as a strawberry. Nice. The whole internet. <laughs> What's that over there? The internet. Nom, 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 nom. I just Delicious. Yeah. Dessert fondue. But, which, but, and, and they're saying that that's like astronomical, that the fact that, because it's nothing, right? Like it's just the flow of data is there so much of it that it is something that could actually be solid and perceived is insane that we've built a network that is even... That if you can somehow condensed what the network's doing, actually had a... Oh, I thought it was kind of interesting. But anyway, this thing on the internet. I was talking about like gaming like 15 years ago, being like, oh, you did this like super impossible challenge or whatever? Here's the magical sword of killing everything. And you're like, yay, I got the magical sword because I fucking earned it. And they're like, nowadays, it's like, oh, you did this impossible challenge? 
Here's a fucking achievement that changes gameplay not at all. Want that sword? Pay five real dollars for it for the DLC. Oh. But I did the really impossible thing. Don't worry, it was a gold trophy. Fuck off. Like, it bugs me. <laughs> that bugs you? Yeah. It bugs me, the fact that, like... You know you know how I play those Zynga games a lot, right? Right. On Facebook? Yeah, but it's your own fault. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is, is cash money and DLC. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you play the game enough, they give you credits to buy mm-hmm. DLC. That I don't have a problem with, but sometimes... See, see Zynga does it right while PlayStation screws you. No, no, no. A lot of, a lot of PlayStation games are like that. Like, um, like NHL, the NHL games are like... If you do, like... Three or four seasons as a pro, you're going to be unlocking the amazing skates and the amazing helmets. Or you could buy three to pay, like, like not much, like two, three bucks and get the amazing skates, like, right off the bat. Well, you know what's bad for that? What's going to be bad for that? WWE 12. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they have all kinds of amazing characters that are in the game, and the DLC is just, you want this, you want to wrestle with this guy? Two bucks. You want to wrestle with that guy? Two more bucks. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awful. Yeah. Well, whatever, fucking... Uh, American Badass Undertaker? Two bucks. Yeah, it's absurd. It, it's an, it's annoying, but I mean... I, I I don't mind it sometimes. Except for when you sell the game. Yeah, except for when you I, sell the game. I paid $50 for this game and $20 in DLC, and now I'm selling the game, and you don't get that. <laughs> you, not only do you not get the DLC, I have it still. can't even <laughs> use it anymore, because I sold the game. The the part about like DLC DLC characters DLC equipment fucking bothers me like it's really unless like sometimes it's not so bad like uh, in Blaze Blue Blaze Blue way after the fact they added characters and it was like way later it wasn't it's to like, refresh the game which I'm fine with it yeah, wasn't on okay. it wasn't on release you know it wasn't like day one if you want the full cast you need to pay money it was like no six months I did just pay money yeah yeah but that's why didn't you only why didn't you sell me the whole game? Why didn't you give me everything? Fucking oh, Batman Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Awful, right? <laughs> Catwoman. Catwoman is part of the story. Just DLC. Or, like, if you buy it brand new, you get her. Nightwing. Nightwing. Nightwing's DLC. Again, apparently, like, has parts of the story in it. You're like, what the fuck? Apparently, it's not integral. Like, you can still play the game and enjoy it as Batman, but, like, knowing that's there is really... It's brutal. X, I find the best DLC, sadly, is, I mean, the, the first-person shooter model, like map packs, where it's just sort of like new maps. Like, clearly, we made the number of maps that usually come in a game. We did it. And then... for all, Especially for multiplayer. Yeah, exactly. Because you get sick of the maps and whatever. You saw the uh, best review of Modern Warfare 3, when they were just sort of like, this map pack for Modern Warfare 2 was really good. Like, you know, it was a little bit more robust than I was thinking, but I don't know if it justified the $60 price tags. Map packs are usually $10. <laughs> 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 it's just like, the entire thing was a review of Modern Warfare 3. As a <laughs> DLC for Modern Warfare exactly. 2. <laughs> like, and apparently that's pretty much what it is. Like, there is just a couple little balance and tweaks. I cannot believe the internet is so fucking... Yeah, Battlefield 3, Modern Warfare 3, ah, flipping out. Skyrim. I don't even know what Skyrim is. Uh, is it Elder related Scrolls? at all to Skrillex? No, it's not related at all to Skrillex. Because <laughs> in my mind they are. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a terrible video game. <laughs> Did you see my tweet about Skrillex? Like, I've, I've tweeted about Skrillex like twice in the past month or so. One of them was I was just sort of like I started liking a, tw- a Skrillex song and then fucking like the drop came and I was like, nope. 
Thanks, because I was going... Chuck Testa. <laughs> nope, Chuck Testa. Nope, Skrillex. Listen to a good song. <laughs> nope, Skrillex. <laughs> I saw a girl online who had Skrillex tattoo right across her chest. Oh. A foot and a half wide. Oh. Yeah, That's forever. Because <laughs> dubstep's going to be around forever. Did you see the, uh, the Cyanide and Happiness one? Where it was like, like, hey Dave... And then, or, or, like, Dave shows up and he was just sort of like he's like woo like schnauzer racing and they're like there's no schnauzer racing Dave this is an intervention you're listening to too much dubstep and he's like yeah but I only listen to good dubstep I listen to stuff with like polyrhythms and not that wub wub bullshit Dave you know two types of dubstep and he's like oh my god ah <laughs> 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 oh, fucking dubstep sucks so bad one of your ex-girlfriends is a dubstep DJ she really? yeah she was a drum and bass DJ. She does dubstep now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she sent me a mix. God. Called Step to my dub. Damn it. Glad that relationship is over. <laughs> She's probably a listener. <laughs> like, of all the people I know, she might listen. She might listen, but then again, your current girlfriend did say that her boyfriend has an ugly face. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we're coming up to an hour. Do we have uh, anything else you want to talk about real quick? No, we Burning. talked about you shitting your pants and yep. my not being able to pronounce the letter R. Yep. And that just about wraps it up. She got really candid when John was in her. <laughs> I like that, though. Yeah. You know, just uh, pull back the curtains a little bit. Yeah. What else have we talked about? We need to get more anecdotal, right? Uh, yeah, let, let people in. <laughs> people into our world. Yeah, can't just keep holding them at bay with comics and video games and hockey. Exactly. Just start talking about poop. And video games. Awful parents. <laughs> Just terrible, terrible parenting. Uh, fuck. No, no, that's it. We're done. No, no, no. no you got to hear this. Just wrap this it up. important story. We're is almost it? at an hour, Keith. I know we're almost at an hour. Um, my mom drunk so... texted me on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the 9 to 5 entertainment <laughs> system. Uh, we're always available online at 9to5.cc. I'm Scott. I'm John. No, you're not. <laughs> because John laughs like that all the time. He's also, funny. you kind of have a mustache going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why the real reason John didn't show up to the podcast is because he's also participating in Movember, but hasn't joined the team or posted pictures because he shaved on the first and has nothing to show for it, and it's the fucking ninth. <laughs> like, nothing. Nothing to show for it. 9to5.cc slash Movember. Donate to us, because Scott and I are losing. Yeah, and we're producing for you. Yeah, we're fucking fans. forcing hair out of our upper lips by sheer manliness. So give us some money for cancer research. If I were to dress up as a single Mad Men character, it would be Don Draper, hands down. <laughs> uh, who's the old guy with the white hair? Roger. That guy. Yeah, Roger. Yeah, but Roger um, makes a pass at Don Draper's wife one time, and then Don Draper decides to get Why should you? Thanks for listening.